Welcome in lacrosse fans to the 17th episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. Our guest for today is junior attackman Jimmy Perkins. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. How are you? Hey, Tim. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. for being on. We uh, uh, first uh, first player this year. Yeah. Oh, really? Podcast. This year? Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, thank you. Haven't done a, a ton of podcasts. We've had Coach Holman on, obviously. We had uh, John Burke and, and Parker Teagle on so far. So I like to get through the captains. We talked to Aaron and, and Seth last year. So I think fans kind of know who they are, but wanted to wanted to get you on the show. Wanted to talk about uh, your time at Utah and then just lacrosse in general. Uh, how do you like it so far? Love it. Uh, probably, honestly, I know people always say it might be the best decision of their life, but for me, really, it was um, just a unique opportunity to get to go somewhere new. I went to school originally close to home, and just for many aspects, lacrosse and just personally in life, it was uh, just a great opportunity so far that I've loved. Awesome. And we'll get to that yeah. uh, later on <laughs> in the podcast. But talk about the season so far in general. What have been some of your takeaways, some of your impressions? Um, it's, it's, it's been good. I mean, I think any first-year program, um, you never really know what to expect. Uh, and I think coaches have done just a great job at win or lose. It, it's, it's a long process, and there's a long-term goals in place for the program, and, and we just have to – take things away from every win or loss um, each week. And I think so far we, we've done a good job at that. What's been your favorite moment so far? Um, uh, it's a tough one. I mean, I think just this whole semester, I know this is something little, but just traveling each game. And I know it's been a lot on the team traveling, but um, I think just being together as a unit, we've gotten so much closer this semester and, and the relationships we've been able to build. Uh, that, that's been my favorite part, just get a lot of time together as a team yeah these yeah long trips it so. has been for sure one last road trip coming up this weekend yep. heading to hartford connecticut should be a should be a good one yeah yeah so we're, we're excited we have a another game that if, if we work hard this week and prepare ourselves we think we can be competitive in and and that's the plan for this week so awesome. excited talk about being uh, being named captain you know what what did that how did that come about you know how did you take it how does it feel uh that was this was a pretty awesome experience um that's probably one of my my biggest personal achievements uh just when your teammates are the ones who pick uh I, I think that that's always most meaningful I've been a part of teams where coaches pick and sometimes players but I, I just think it really uh it means a lot just that your players and teammates view you that way and and expect you to to do the things they expect of you and um yes yeah, so that really meant a lot for me and it's obviously been a little bit more of a responsibility sure. in, in the past but I, I like to think it hasn't changed who I am too much and just that my teammates chose me that for a reason so continue to do the things I was doing before and, and I'll, always room for improvement but continue to build off that so when people typically think of a captain you know they think of the vocal person on the team they think of someone who's a good you, you, typically a captain's one of the better players yeah. right what are some things that maybe people don't realize about being a captain um just like the little things behind the scenes I mean the talks with coaches and, and always having to be that voice for the team and, and let coach know how they're feeling. And then also the aspect that this is something I've worked on too, is knowing when you have to push your team um, to, to be better and uh, not just vocally, but just, you know, not always sure. just cradling and, and crawling everyone yeah. else on the team and, and know when to push your teammates. Cause everyone's always looking at the leaders on the team and, and you have to set that tone for everyone. What's it like working with Seth and Aaron and Liam, the other captain? Uh, they're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're some of my best friends on and off the field, and uh, it's just been been a great experience. We all bring different things to the table, uh, and I think that just as one group, it's, it's nice having each other to, to build off our strengths. What are what are some of those strengths you, that you see out of those guys? Uh, yeah, like Liam. Liam's much more of a – he's a quiet guy, 
yeah. off the field and might not speak up as much, but when he does, people definitely respect him. He's he's going to be a guy. Well, I think all three of them, too, just on the field, they never take a day off. So sure. that, that's something that you can always look at for them. Uh, Aaron's not afraid to be vocal. Myself, I'm not afraid to be vocal. Yeah. And Seth tends to be that calm, cool, and collected guy sure. at all the time. So I think – and everyone feels comfortable going to all guys, and, and it just as a group it, it helps us all. What uh, what are you studying here at the University of Utah? Uh, so I'm studying the getting my master's in real estate development. Okay. So the MRAD program. So you have your undergrad degree already. Yeah. That was from Robert Morris. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So getting your graduate degree, you're a junior in eligibility. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Um, okay. And then what what has been how do you how do you balance the whole lacrosse life versus and school life together? Um, it's been a little different too this year as opposed to my undergraduate degree. Um, with master's courses, I have less class but um they're a little longer each course so most of my nights are are occupied with class um but I mean yeah it's just time management I think is the biggest thing for any student athlete I know that was something I struggled with my freshman year and it's been a it's always a transition for everyone is just the use of your time but uh I I honestly find it when I'm busier I get more things done just knowing that I have certain times to get it done as opposed to when you have an off day or something, yeah. uh, you might take your time with it here sure. there, getting getting work done. But, yeah, just the use of your time and, and really trying to schedule things out each day makes a huge difference. Yeah. What's been something that's been surprising to you about the state of Utah, but then also about, like, the, the coaching staff or the team? Um, man, what's surprising? I don't know. I, I still just – my one of my favorite parts about being out here is the mountains. Sure. And I know a lot of people say that, but just every day, like – I. All fall, I think it rained one practice when yeah. we were out here. So, yeah. like, the climate and everything, I, I just love that. Uh, I know people said that the weather was nice and you'd get all four seasons, but it's, it's just – it really did impress me how beautiful it was out here so far. Have you spent a summer here? You haven't I yet, right? have not. I've okay. vi- I visited in the summer. I know okay. it gets a little warm in yeah. the here. but So, what's your favorite season that you've seen so far? Uh, so far, uh, I don't know. They're all they're all unique. Sure. I, I, the fall is beautiful just with the seasonal change and – yeah. Uh, so that's probably my favorite, just the blue skies then. But uh, <laughs> even the snow here, it's different than back east. Like yeah. It's so much more powdery, and it's never really been bitterly cold, which is nice. Sure. As a, it's just a little change from back east. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What uh, What's it like? What's a typical day in the life of, uh, of Jimmy Perkins? What time are you waking up? What are you doing? Uh, depends uh, when practice is. Now okay. that we're in the afternoon, it's been nice. We've been getting a little, yeah. more, a little more rest. But sure. um, when we were practicing in the mornings, Early wake up, probably around six. Got to get there, um, get to treatment early. Do what you got to do to take care of your body before practice and get ready. I'm a little older than most guys, so I have to <laughs> spend some more time on that than the freshmen. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, practice for normally our two-hour slot. Go back, get a bite to eat. Um, unfortunately, haven't been able to lift with the team as often just with night classes this mm-hmm. year with our schedule. So get those in on my own during the day with Coach Teagle and yeah. then – use those few hours that you have before class starts to uh, whether it's film or, or extra work depending on the day and, and just finding time to get school work done in between. Okay. So pretty busy. Yeah, pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been busy, but uh, yeah, shortened weeks with, with the class schedule. We really only have class Monday to Wednesday, but yeah. we're traveling Thursdays most of the time. So short weeks and it goes by fast. Talk about, uh, you know, so the, the very first game uh, Utah played against Vermont it was in the stadium, you know, obviously lots of, lots of hype, lots of event stuff, lots of hoopla. Uh, you know, we get out there and, and you score the first goal in, in program history. What did, what did that feel like? What does it mean to you? Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. I, I honestly, like, 
in the moment, hadn't really thought of it sure. as often as it was. And I remember talking to Coach Manny uh, a couple of days after the game, and he handed me a ball, and it was that's when it kind of like set in. I was like, wow, it was really is the first goal in yeah. program history, which is something cool. Obviously, it wasn't the outcome we we wanted in the game, but definitely a cool opportunity just to be able to say that and uh, yeah. for the future. Sure. Kind of down the, later down the road, be able sure. to tell tell kids or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Very cool. Uh, anything else about the current Utah team you want to talk about? You want to touch on? Uh, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. If you got questions for me, I got. Well, I've asked mine. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> if you have any anything that I'll let, if that someone comes, comes to me, I'll I'll think of something. Okay. The next part of the podcast we typically talk about just kind of general lacrosse. So, mm -hmm. what, what what's your origin story? When did you, where are you from? What's your family like? Yeah, so uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm one of three kids from my mom and dad, Joe and Lori back home and I have uh, two older siblings Zach and Kayla they're uh, kind of the baby of the family yeah. they're a little older my uh, brother and I are about 10 years apart and my sister's uh, seven years um, so yeah the it was always funny I was always like the naggy little brother sure. growing up I feel like but sure. it's it's been good as we've gotten older been able to get a lot closer um, which is great uh, sister just started a family this year um, so that's been exciting it's kind of the highlight of the family right sure. now yeah. Uh, but yeah so that that's back home and um, I, like I said, I, I'm from Pittsburgh and was fortunate enough to go to college really close by um, at Robert Morris. But but starting lacrosse, uh, I want to say I started because I remember I played. I was a big baseball football guy growing okay. up when yeah. I was younger, and then uh, everyone was growing, and I kind of stopped. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I had to, had to pick sports that uh, yeah. size wasn't as big of a factor. Sure, uh, football kind of caught up with me there. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely tried lacrosse. I'm not sure what grade it was. It was like third or fourth or fifth somewhere in there and um i remember giving it up because i took a summer off played baseball or spring okay. off continued with baseball and then i actually started hockey in seventh grade a little late start but yeah. i picked it up really fast and when i did that it, it just took away from travel baseball and yeah picked back up lacrosse again and that's okay. whenever i really fell in love with both of those sports uh so, so a little later in the process than most but yeah. um yeah, I really fell in love with those sports. Okay. So then in high school, you're playing hockey and lacrosse? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing that both both years this year round. Both uh, sanctioned sports in yes. Pittsburgh? Yes. Uh, yeah. No, okay. yeah, they're, yeah, they're both sanctioned. Awesome. So, um, And then what, what led you to eventually play lacrosse in, in college? Um, yeah. So like I said, uh, loved hockey a lot, but I was just kind of – by the time I developed any sort of skill level to even yeah. start playing travel hockey and stuff, it was a little late in the process. And at that point, I thought I just had a better opportunity to go to school right away and, and try to play lacrosse in college. I think I had a little bit more of a natural talent with the sport. Um, sure. And, yeah, so I just knew I wanted to play a sport. I couldn't imagine not doing it in college. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um you're at Robert Morris for four years. I, I read your bio. You, you played two, right? And yep. then were uh, redshirted the other two? Yeah, first okay. two seasons. Uh, freshman year, both seasons played my fall ball my freshman year and sophomore year, but um, hurt my knee freshman year um, right in January, tore my PCL and MCL. So sat out that yeah. season. Um, rehab got back the next year, and then uh, throughout the fall was having some complications like in my groin area, and then – Eventually, by the time I got MRIs and figured it out, I uh, had to have a sports hernia surgery that spring. So, okay. played both fall balls yeah. and then didn't get to do the fun part sure. <laughs> in the spring, but uh, sure. 
in the long run, I, I like to think there was a, a greater purpose and just got to trust God's plan. And for me, it, it worked out in the long run. Yeah. So you play the you play your junior and senior year at Robert Morris. Yep. Uh, what at that point you're thinking, I want to go to master's school. You know, I want to get an, an MBA mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it may be. And then at what point do you say, I want to continue to play lacrosse? Because those are probably yeah. two different things, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, for me, uh, I always just knew, like I said, again, like I just wanted – I don't know what I'm going to do when I yeah. can't play a sport anymore. So sure. for me, it was just it was a no-brainer. I know I wanted to continue playing as long as possible. And um, that was a situation at Robert Morris where I had a great experience there. I couldn't really say anything bad about my, yeah. my opportunity there and always will be grateful for that. Um, and Coach, Coach McMahon giving me an opportunity there. But uh, I talked to compliance there and it was kind of – they said I was almost guaranteed to get two years of eligibility. and. For me, like I said, just six years in the same place would have been a long time sure. for me, and sure. especially just never having left Pittsburgh. So I was ready for a new opportunity, and I remember calling my parents that summer and just being like, <laughs> hey, mom, hey, dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think I want to consider at least just looking into options for graduate school. And cool. They were like, what? <laughs> so yeah. I kind of threw them for a loop there, yeah. and especially when I told them I wanted to come out west. And uh, yeah, and then eventually I was able to get in contact with Coach Holman, and once I visited, it was the rest was history from there yeah I just, I, okay I, I fell in love with the place immediately what other what other schools did you look at after robert morris um so i knew uh i i was just pretty specific with i wanted to come out west okay and i wanted to study real estate so the two schools i looked at were just here in denver okay um not a lot of options out west sure. but <laughs> i just knew it was, it was a place i wanted to be so yeah but like i said once i visited things just worked out better here and yeah uh, fell in love with the opportunity awesome What's been your favorite non-lacrosse part of, of the city or the school so far? Um, I really like the weather. Up Recently, yeah. it's been a little little bit this spring, sure. with a little cloudy. But, sure. I, yeah, I just love – it sounds sounds weird, but you don't really get to see the blue skies as often yeah. in Pittsburgh. It's pretty pretty cloudy. Love the city. Great city. Just the, the weather is not always the best there. So, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of similar like Seattle's climate yeah. as far okay. as just, just cloudy like all winter. So that was awesome. Yeah, that's – it okay. was – it was weird. I was almost like excited when it rained in the fall for the one <laughs> practice. Everyone was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool for once." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just definitely the mountains and the weather are, are awesome. awesome, hard to beat. What uh, What would you consider your greatest uh, lacrosse accomplishment so far? Um, definitely so far would uh, have would have been making the NCAA tournament last yeah. year um, with Robert Morris. Uh, it's just every kid's dream growing up is to play in May, and and that was just a really unique opportunity to to get to win a conference championship and go into the NCAA tournament and play at, at Maryland was uh, yeah. was an awesome and, uh, and unique experience and just kind of pretty surreal moment. Um, haven't looked back on it too, too much yet until the playing days are yeah. over. But, yeah, just that finally getting that sense of accomplishment, getting to play in May was pretty awesome. Uh, you still play hockey at all? Yeah, I'll, I'll lace them up every once in a while just yeah. for, like, stick times and stuff here and there and yeah. the alumni games when I go home over winter break. But – not as much as I'd like to, but still. Uh, yeah, not a lot of hockey. Yeah, not here. <laughs> not a lot of hockey around here. So uh, I talked to Coach Colonna sometimes yeah. too. Maybe in the summer he'll go go out and skate because I know he played as well. So I have my skates out here. Yeah. Not the full equipment, but okay. I have a pair out here in case. Cool. In case and good the ice. I hope I hope that you find some time in the yeah. future to, <laughs> yeah. to play some hockey. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts about just like lacrosse in the West in general? You know, growing up in Pittsburgh, what what do people think about the West and, and lacrosse? Yeah, so Pittsburgh's actually kind of unique as far as it's – I think people might think it's East Coast, like a part of the hotbed area. Sure. But it's really, it's really not. It's, yeah. it's closer to, like, that Midwest. And 
that's another area where they have a ton of athletes. Uh, football produces a lot of great athletes out of Pittsburgh, but um, just the coaching. Still waiting on like the coaching there to, okay. to quite catch up, but it's done a tremendous job actually. Um, one of my coaches, uh, Coach Morassi at Robert Morris, he start well. Pete Poyon started, and, and together they started loan away lacrosse, and that's been great for the sport there, and just helping uh, helping lacrosse grow in Pittsburgh. But we always had those conversations. There's True. more and more teams adding it, and yeah. it's just you need a couple more quality guys to that play in college to come back to Pittsburgh and, and coach up these high school teams. Uh, but that's where I think it is. It's similar out west. Um, yeah as it is to Pittsburgh compared to the East Coast schools. It's it's really just coaching, so it's guys giving back to the sport. And you see yeah. more guys coming out west and wanting to do that, growing the game, which is great. I think lacrosse is unique in that aspect as opposed to other sports. It's not yeah. football or baseball where every dad played it growing up right. that you can just hop in and coach. So it's it's a lot more on the younger generations to, to do those things and, and move out west. You see a lot of professional guys sure. going out there to California and those yeah. areas and just trying to grow the game as much as possible. Cool. What, uh, who did who did you idolize growing up? Who were your favorite, either hockey or lacrosse players that, that you watched? And uh, it was like, yeah. I want to be them. Yeah, uh, well, hockey, I mean, I was a Penguins fan. And, yeah. and so I always watched Mario Lemieux and, yep. and Sidney Crosby growing up were definitely my favorite hockey players for sure. Um, definitely a big reason why I got into hockey was, mm-hmm. was Crosby coming to Pittsburgh and just lots of hours out yeah. back uh, messing around on the, sure. on the rink and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, and then lacrosse. So when I, I was always a big UNC fan okay. growing up, uh, so uh, Billy Bitter was probably mm-hmm. like my first really big lacrosse yeah. guy that I was just super into. I idolized him. That's why I wore number four when I first started. Okay. Yeah. Got to meet him at, uh, it was actually my first college game I went to, UNC came to Robert Morris. Okay. And I went to the game and cool. got Billy Bitter's yeah. autograph on the back of a poncho wrapper <laughs> from the stands. Uh, I still still have that in my room, which is yes. pretty cool. And, I love it. Uh, yeah, so um, that, definitely him. And then from there, it was just kind of the UNC attack. So Coach sure. Holman was yeah. probably next in line there with yeah. him and Joey Sankey and, and Jimmy Bitter, too. Uh, getting to watch that man, Coach Manny. It was, that's, yeah. That was another opportunity. And reason why I came here is just not too many people get the opportunity to play for guys you grow up watching constantly yeah. and, and idolizing and um, it's been an awesome opportunity to learn from them on a lacrosse level and then obviously get to meet them as people off the field too that a lot of people always just look at them as great coaches for what they've achieved on the field but it's been great getting to learn them yeah. uh, off the field because they're all great people. Have you ever been to U- – had you been to Utah before you came out here? I had not. Okay. No, I drove through it. Um, one of my best friends from back home, we did a cross-country trip over the summer really? in California. Yeah, okay. and uh, we, we camped yeah. out one night in Utah. But oh, wow. It was further south. It was yeah. like uh, – I don't know if it was St. George area or not. But, okay. yeah, just just drove through, like, the bottom part, yeah. which was which was definitely awesome. And sure. that was another reason once I was like, <laughs> wow, this is pretty cool before I uh, – yeah really decided to look into the school itself but, but yeah. okay so you you call your parents you say hey I'm, I'm thinking about going to utah what do they say my mom was like what because <laughs> i mean they're going from watching games 10 minutes from in them sure. right in my backyard and sure. they get to go to everything to now it's been a little bit of a struggle for them this year not yeah. getting to come to as many games um but obviously i'm lucky enough i mean without them and their support through all of this uh wouldn't be able to keep doing what I love right now. So, uh, like anything, they were thrown for a loop at first, but um, 
they they understood that it was the best thing for me and uh, yeah. they supported me in the long run which was which is great what is your friends saying the same thing when you're telling them are there are they like yeah. where's utah uh, a little bit uh a lot of my friends well again like a lot of my friends are graduating college sure. so they're starting jobs yeah. and getting yeah. into the real world so um I think it's been tough, obviously, not getting to be around family when you're used to it so much, yeah. and, and my close friends from back home. But, uh, but yeah, um, they were. I think they were kind of excited too, just sure. to get out of Pittsburgh. I know yeah. a lot of them got to go to schools at different places and okay. get to their own experiences. But, uh, but yeah, I think I like to think they're excited. So I have to tell this story about your mom in yeah. Virginia. Oh uh, yeah. So we're on a <laughs> we're on a team walk, uh, you know, middle of Charlottesville, and a car starts honking, and and a woman you know, gets out of the front yeah. seat and starts waving at everyone. And, yeah. Uh, what did, I can't remember what she said. She yelled, go Utes. And Tim McDermott didn't know who it was. Yep. And so he just waved and said, yeah. oh, thank you. And then, and then you quietly said, I think, yeah, that, yeah that was my mom. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. I was, I was, so I, I talked to her. I was like, did you really have to do that? To her, but uh, yeah, she's always, always one for a good laugh there and doesn't mind embarrassing yeah. me here and there. It was awesome. I honestly, I didn't even recognize him because – they rented a car to come down, so okay. like I was like, yeah. I even looked. I was like, who is this lady? And then it was like, oh gosh, and I just like put my head down. I was like, yep, that's that's my mom, guys. Yeah, so, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about uh, your favorite pillar. Uh, for me, uh, I think it's definitely gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that gets overlooked a lot. Um, just being fortunate for what you have and and yeah. and sharing that with other people. Um, it's something Coach Harps on a lot and. Uh, it's something that it's really easy to overlook and I haven't always, it's really easy not to spend time on it. Um, mm-hmm. So when you do, it just really makes you grateful for the things that you have in life and this opportunity of, of playing lacrosse. And like I said, I only have one more year left and, and you never know what's, nothing's really ever guaranteed in, uh, in life and you don't know what, what's going to happen. So just enjoying that, that precious present coach talks about and, yeah. and each day being grateful for what you have. What advice would you give to, to, you know, like a high school sophomore, junior, senior who are looking to play collegiately? You know, you've been in two different programs, mm-hmm. two different parts of the country. What what advice yeah. would you give them? Um, I think, first off, just off that, the new recruiting rules, pushing things back, I think will help kids a lot. Yeah. Um, for me, I was in a situation where I was just trying to play anywhere and, like, even now, looking back on it, I was I was glad that things worked out with Robert Morris um, and that opportunity because if not, I was pretty much ready just to play anywhere that would yeah. give me the opportunity for Division One lacrosse. Um, excuse me, uh, but yeah, I think them just taking the time to understand what you really want in your college experience, not just look at it from a lacrosse standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because and, and someone put this in perspective for me, they said if you get hurt, where yeah. are you going to enjoy your time at the school if you weren't playing lacrosse yeah. there? Um, it's obviously a huge part of your life, but it's also something to take into consideration. And then it, it did you happen. Hurt, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just think making sure it's the right fit for more than just lacrosse for you and uh, is, is, a, is a big role. That would be my biggest advice. And then, obviously, just not getting consumed in the whole recruiting process. And mm-hmm. just if you focus on becoming <clears throat> the best lacrosse player you can be every day, uh, things will work out for you in the long run. I think yeah. a lot of kids – worry about the flash and sure. all that stuff and try to like get it's really easy to get caught up in and if you just focus on being the best you can be uh in the long run it'll pay off for you what advice would you have for a for a young attackman to, to get better young attackman uh just watch film for me was huge yeah. i mean i i didn't really watch a lot of film before i got you're to talking college. about your own film or other yeah own, own film and okay. other people's yeah. for sure um we're in a generation we're lucky enough like I talked to Coach Holman about this sometimes. Like Coach Marcus, he said he was like, 
I only get to watch games by going to them. So, like, uh, I think with lacrosse and uh, social media and everything now, you can go on YouTube, and I was lucky enough I could watch a bunch of people. And that's where I learned the most, obviously, because I didn't get to go to games all the time. Um, So, yeah, I think just watching as much lacrosse as possible and trying to emulate those guys Mm -hmm. you love playing and create your own – your own style of play based off those yeah uh and anything else anything else you want to talk about oh, i don't know i feel like we covered covered a lot we did. Uh, i don't know what, too much off the spot what what uh outside of uh you know your textbooks you reading any books listening to podcasts what inspires you yeah so i'm not much of a reader okay. um but i have been finding my like finding myself reading a lot more sports based books okay um a little bit more like the psychology of sports and different mm-hmm. things uh, working on the mental game. I think that's helped a lot. Uh, one of my favorite books that I, I've read like two or three times now actually is uh, Relentless. Okay. Um, it's a great book by the uh, trainer of Michael Jordan. And yeah. uh, just talks about his attitude and his work ethic. And yeah. he trained some of the best athletes in the world with him and Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just really good and put into perspective a lot of great things and, really just taught you that if you really want to put your mind to something, uh, you can achieve it. It's yeah. a lot of people will make excuses and just about committing yourself to the process. And that's what those guys did. They just yeah. committed everything that they had to it and it paid off in the long run. I think kind of falls back. There's a quote that coach, uh, Holman always said, and it was, there's two types of people and it's uh, people who say, I want to, and I'm gonna, and yeah. like, those are guys that said, I'm gonna be the yeah. best in my sport. And they completely committed themselves and, just kind of that was I think something that really helped me with my success last year at Robert Morris um just really finding ways to commit myself at a whole nother level than than what you were doing before because always viewed myself as a hard worker but there's always ways you can can find to crack through and break through to a whole nother level um what about um where do you see yourself in 10 years oh this one uh (laughs) I don't know. So I, I, I'm obviously I'm going to school for for real estate, um, and and it's something that I've got a, a pa- bit of a passion for. Been something in our family. I uh, just just love like the idea of, of building things and yeah. Just uh, we had our family was in construction for a while, so that always just interested me. And um, but it's also something that I feel like I could, you can do. You, it's obviously something if you want to fully commit yourself, you can make a solid living. But um, it's also something that you can work on the side and is like sure if you want to be part-time in it it's still a business you can be somewhat successful in and because for me i i really i think i'm gonna have a tough time being away from the game of lacrosse i have a passion for coaching so uh i'd like to say i'm doing real estate on the side and finding time to be a full-time coach somewhere i'd like to do it at the collegiate level but if not definitely want to stay involved in the game in, in some way awesome so yeah uh you find yourself in a braveheart tournament and you can't pick a face-off guy or a goalie. Uh-huh. Who are you? Who are you going with? Who's on my team? Yeah, you? who's on your team? All right, like from Utah. Uh huh. Um, I take Josh Stout. Okay, for sure. Would yeah. you or he face off? Uh, he would. He would. Okay. Wait, wait. Are you saying like he's he's taking the face? We get one guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm giving it to Josh. Okay. For me. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Gotta gotta trust that guy. Definitely. At any position, guy. <laughs> yeah, on our team, and he can, yeah, fight as long as he can make it a fifty-fifty ground ball. I, I yeah. think he'll come up with it and Kay. find a way to put it in the net. Uh, if you had to go Braveheart against two of the coaches, who would it, who would you go uh, against? Coaches are head to head. Yeah. Uh, ooh, 
Who who are you putting your money on? Would you, would you go Will Manny? So so yeah. Will Manny and Gittleman Let's were on go. a team versus the two Holmans. Okay. Ooh. Who, who's your money on there? I don't know. I Coach Manny's definitely faster. So if he wins the face off, he's <laughs> he's down there. But oh, that's really tough. It might get me in some trouble. But I think Co- <laughs> Coach Marcus might win that ground ball yeah. ground ball war. Okay. So I'm gonna go go, gonna go with the Holmans. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Holmans. I think. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I, maybe that's something we can actually <laughs> work out. I might, maybe I'll, I'll have a little talk with them. So we'll see. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything uh, else you want to say? No, not much. Just thank you very much for having me. It's been been uh, been an awesome talk and getting to talk with you. And just, yeah, very grateful for this opportunity out here and getting to meet people like yourselves. There's just a lot of people around this program that uh, have dedicated a lot of their time and I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. We appreciate it. One, one last story. Yeah, uh, it was the fall, and I I get a random direct message from a media member back east, and he said, "Hey, is, is Jimmy Perkins trying out?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, wow, he he was like really good at Robert Morris." <laughs> and I said, "Well, yeah, you know, he's he's obviously going to make an impact." And and you know, when when someone says that, you kind of get this vision in your head. So I remember coming to practice and meeting you for the first time. I was like, "Wow, this is Jimmy Perkins," <laughs> you know, because for those who don't know, he had Jimmy has a a baby face. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to hide it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it's, it's interesting when you, when you, when you have the helmet on fierce competitor mm-hmm. flying around the field, but when yeah. the helmet's off, it's, you know, wow, yeah. are you, are you 14? Yeah. <laughs> so. I still have that problem when I meet, I meet people like campus and they're yeah. like, like, Oh, so you freshman year? And I'm like, nah, I'm actually 23. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like to think it'll pay off down the long run or sure. in the long run. And but yeah, I've actually literally in high school, I've had someone uh, just, I like to think of play a pretty fearless style, and yeah. uh, I had a dad come up to my dad, and he was like, "That's Jimmy." One time when he saw <laughs> you, he was like, "I thought you'd have like scars on sure. his face." Sure, yeah, exactly, <laughs> was like, exactly. So it was just funny. Uh, yeah, still uh, definitely have the baby face for sure. But That's okay. Yeah, that's a good right. thing. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, in the long run. Well, sure. Uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Tim. Uh, we're at uh, Hartford this weekend, then following mm-hmm. up that with uh, two home games against Cleveland State and Detroit Mercy. So three games left in the season. Yep. Plenty of opportunities for the fans to get out and, and see the Utes. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, kay. hopefully we can put together some good home crowds. Been a pretty supportive fan base. Yeah, throughout. had the band last week. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was awesome. Actually, I like it. Gets a gets it a little louder there, and sure. extra thirty or forty people in the stands. So sure. appreciate. Thanks that. for coming on, and, yep. and to all those people out there, thanks for listening. Awesome.